Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to Dream Job with Danielle Kobo podcast. I am Danielle Kobo, elite career coach, and I believe every woman has the power to step into their dream job, earn the salary they are worth, and live the life they desire. Each week you join me, you're going to hear from inspiring women who have overcome adversity and leveled up their career. You're going to learn how to eliminate that inner critic that is holding you back from pursuing your dream how to build confidence, create healthy boundaries to transition burnout to re-energize, and gain clarity on how to accelerate your career. It's never too late to pursue your dream job. The time is now. Are you ready? Welcome to another edition, another episode of Dream Job with Danielle Kobo. Today, I have another incredible guest. Her name is Shana Recker, and she is a quantum leap strategist. She is a business coach, and she is the host of a podcast. Mm -hmm. She and I have had this amazing opportunity to connect, and her message is so powerful, and I'm so honored to have her as a guest. So thank you so much, Shana, for being on with us today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Excited to chat with you. Oh, yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit. Tell us about your career journey and how you transitioned Mm -hmm. into being a quantum leap strategist. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I spent about 15, almost 20 years as a corporate graphic designer. So I was in the corporate uh, world for a long time, did the nine to five, you know, three weeks vacation a year, that whole thing. And for me, it's actually even started before I got into corporate. I always knew that I had this like desire to be my own boss, you know, or at least to be the boss. Um, I, I used to watch, okay, this is really going to date me, but I used to watch the show. Who's the boss. Does anybody, I don't know if anybody remembers that, but, but remember Angela Bauer, I don't know if you know that show, but she was like a marketing guru. She was the boss. And I used to always be like, I want to be like her. And so I got into corporate. I got into graphic design. I got into marketing. Um, I did that for 15, 20 years and never got to the place where I was the boss. You know, I always wanted to be, you know, get the promotion, keep moving up the ladder. And I found myself in a place where I was stuck. I was like, this was as kind of as far as I could go as the graphic design, you know, marketing background, there really just wasn't a position for me to be able to, in the, in the place that I was, uh, in a position for me to be able to move up. And so once I really realized that I had kind of hit my, my peak in the corporate space, uh, I knew that I, my neck for me, my next uh, level was going to be leaving corporate and starting my own, my own thing, becoming my own boss, becoming an entrepreneur. And to be honest, I thought that was going to be it, working with my husband, who was also in graphic design and marketing as well. And he did have his own business. And I was going on maternity leave. 
And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go on maternity leave. And while I'm on maternity leave, we're going to build your business together. That was the plan. And that was going to be my way out of corporate and, and getting me into this place of becoming my own boss. But um, what happened was, and, and I truly believe the universe works in mysterious ways to help support you to get onto your purpose. While I was on maternity leave, I was actually introduced to network marketing. Network marketing was not something I'd ever thought I would do. It's not something I even really knew a lot about. Um, I just had a friend who did it. She introduced me to a product. I loved the product and I saw potential for me to, you know, potentially make this into something. So I am not somebody who overthinks things. I'm actually somebody who's just like, see something that I think could potentially be. And I jump. And so I did, I jumped into network marketing. I, you know, very quickly made uh, a decent amount of money in that. I actually replaced my corporate income within my first year, more than replaced my corporate income in the first year. I moved to the top of my company within Canada. Uh, So I made it to the top of my company within the first year in, in the Canadian division and really loved what I was doing. That was really the first time I made a quantum leap in my life. And I I didn't realize it at the time that that's what I was doing. I was making that quantum leap, but I, I, I went from you know, being a, uh, an employee in a corporation, making about $2,400 a month to making five figures a month as a network marketer within 12 months. So it was like a pretty big jump. Um, but that was my first intro into becoming an entrepreneur and being my own boss was network marketing. And so I did that for a solid seven, eight years of my life, really built a team. I had, you know, hundreds of consultants in my team was my first introduction to being a leader, you know, leading people as prior to that, I, I was working behind a computer for eight hours a day. Right. So I really learned a lot in that career as a network marketing leader about entrepreneurship, about leading a team, about just how, who I was as an entrepreneur and as somebody who had to be my own boss. Uh, And so I loved what I was doing. And then there became a time where I started falling out of love for the, the job. I started falling out of love with the selling of the products. And there was just some things that I just started feeling like it wasn't in alignment for me anymore. And what I started noticing were, you know, at the time, this was back in about 2015, these, these women and men who were out online, creating businesses, coaching and selling programs and creating training programs and courses. And I started seeing people doing that in that industry. And I was like, that's something that's, that's really cool. Like maybe I could do that. You know, maybe I could create a course. Like I had a lot of experience in network marketing. I had created a six figure business in network marketing. Maybe I could create some sort of coaching program to teach, you know, network marketers. So I had the idea, but I have to admit, uh, after getting that idea, I procrastinated resistance self, you know, the imposter syndrome, all of those things for a year. I held on to that idea. Uh, I, I just, kept having all the excuses as to why I couldn't, why I shouldn't, all of that. And finally, in about a year later, our life got kind of turned upside down. We went through some financial stuff. Um, it's a, it's a whole other podcast episode, but happy to chat about it. Um, you know, but you know, we just went through some stuff and my husband said to me, he's like, what about that coaching business? Like, what if we start that coaching business? Like that could potentially, you know, help us. And I was just like, you know, it was one of those situations where it, none of the excuses I had could hold water anymore. I had to, I had to actually do it. 
And I was like, okay, let's do it. And so I jumped in, I started well, at that time, which was called Girlfriend's Guide to Network Marketing, uh, my first coaching business and uh, did that for about a year. And then what I learned is creating that business is I actually fell in love with the process of creating the online business about teaching social media, about understanding social media, about how to create courses and programs and, you know, put yourself out there, really fell in love with that and started teaching business. I kind of transitioned out of the network marketing space and more into teaching online business. And I did that for, and I still do some of that for my clients. Cause I, I have that knowledge. I have, I've, you know, I've been in graphic design and marketing for many, many years. Uh, so a lot of that still comes out in the business that I have today. Uh, but where I transitioned again, <laughs> so speaking about career transitionings and finding your dream job, I've definitely made a few. Uh, I, the, in the last year, I really went all in on mindset because what I was seeing in the online space were people who were building businesses or, you know, starting new online, online businesses, and they were getting all the mechanics, right. But they weren't finding success because their mindset wasn't right. Like they, you know, they just weren't, there was a lot of things going on and, and they weren't finding the success they wanted because they were holding themselves back mindset wise. So I started jumping into understanding the mindset of achievement. So working with mindset coaches, mindset mentors, um, all of that, I did that all of 2020, just really going deep into, um, you know, what it takes, what you need to, what you need to flip in your mind in order to find success. And that led me to a book and the book I, um, the book is called U Squared. It's called U Squared by Price Pritchett. And this book is a small little book. It's 35 pages long. It's not very big. And I read this book and it's a high velocity formula for multiplying your personal effectiveness in quantum leaps is what this book is about. And I literally read it in 30 minutes. I loved it so much. And it really just changed everything for me. I understood, I, after reading that book, I could understand why I had such quick success in my network marketing business is because I was following this quantum leap strategy. And I was like, if I could really learn this strategy, this is what I could help. This is what will help me teach people how to actually find the success they're looking for. Once they get the mechanics set up, then if they understand the strategy, then they know that they can, you know, they can make the, make the leaps that they're looking for. So back in December of 2020, I became certified as, as a quantum leap strategist with Price Pritchard's um, certification program. And I, it's not that I switched out of business coaching. Like I said, I still do that, but I'm more now about the mindset of achievement. So it's like whatever, whether you're a business owner or you're in a job or you want to make a career transition, because I've experienced them all, um, the strategies that I teach help you in all of those areas. And so I've just really fell in love with that and love to teach that. And um, yeah, it's just sort of led me to where I am today. That's a very incredible story. And what I really love hearing so much is you've made some major career shifts throughout your lifetime where you've, you know, you've worked for network work, you, you've done, you know, graphic design and marketing for a corporation, mm -hmm. then you did network marketing, and then you were mm -hmm. doing business coaching. And now you're doing, you know, a uh, mindset of achievement. And there's, there's so many different pivots that you've made within your business and in your career mm -hmm. that have brought you to where you're at today. And I would imagine you're probably going to pivot even more as each year goes on. 
Well, I just find that, you know, I, I, always, I believe fully that each one of those situations has led me to, like, I learned there was something in each of those things for me. And I'm definitely somebody who uh, likes to follow my heart. And I don't like to stay in something that isn't bringing me joy. So if there's something that's coming up for me, you know, I, I have, I have learned through all of those pivots that I can make a pivot and still be successful. Like I don't have to always like start from the scratch. Like I can, I'll figure it out, you know? And, um, and I hate, you know, I don't want to ever see people like, this is part of what I do is I don't want to see people stuck in something they don't love because I've been there multiple times. And so if I can prove to people that you can make a pivot and make, make success happen quickly. Cause I think that's what a lot of people think when it comes to making the pivot, it's like, Oh, I got to go to school for four years. And then I got to start at the bottom of the ladder. And then I got, I don't have time for that. Cause I I've made these, these pivots have happened since when I left my corporate career, I was 30, 35, 36. And when I started coaching, I was just turning like 40, 41. And so I don't, I didn't have, I have kids. I have three kids. I didn't have a lot of time to like figure stuff out to make an income. I needed to do it quickly. Um, and so I feel like, you know, that's, that's something when people want to make those pivots, they want to do them quickly. And so, you know, talking about mindset of achievement, I think this mm -hmm. is where sometimes we can get stuck within our own minds and our own critics as to what we can achieve in our mm -hmm. career and life and, and just our overall state of mind. And so mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what does it, what are some strategies that you can share with us when it comes to shifting that mind and taking that yeah. quantum leap to where we want to go? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the, the biggest thing for me was where I would get myself caught up in and is, is the comparison piece. So when I first started coaching, I spent way too much time looking at what everybody else was doing. And, and I know when, when you were on my podcast, you said the same thing is that comparison is the thief of joy. Right. And what it was doing was, was actually making me feel like it was making the imposter syndrome even stronger. So I would look at, you know, the, the, the people who had been doing this for 10 years and here I am doing this for two months and wondering why I'm not as good as them. And it would make me feel bad. Right. So you know, we have to sort of, I would say the first thing is, is to put the blinders on. Like when you're making a pivot, yes, you can look at what other people are doing to, to get inspiration and to, you know, maybe emulate some of the things so that you can get your, your footing. But once you, once you kind of get there, like you kind of have to shut it off because if you start comparing yourself too much to what everybody else is doing, and, and then you're not comparing yourself, you're comparing apples to oranges kind of thing. You're not comparing apples to apples. Um, you can really get yourself into a funk and then it, it stops you from making progress. It stops you because fear plus, or I think it's like fear and doubt crystallizes into inertia. It's like you, you, you just, all of a sudden you stop because you're just like so much fear and so much doubt. Um, so you've got to turn that off so that you can keep going, just keep going. I remember Oprah Winfrey saying that she never watched anybody else's, um, she never watched anybody else's talk shows when she was creating the Oprah Winfrey show, because she didn't want to get distracted. And by what they were doing, she wanted to keep her vision, her way, you know, and, and follow her heart. And so I feel like that, whether you're making a career transition or you're making, you know, you're starting an entrepreneurship that you have to just do it your way. You can't, you can't, 
you know, to be successful in anything, you can't try and be like somebody else. You have to be yourself. You have to be unique, whether it's in a new job, a new position, a new business, you have value. Your voice has value and not when you try and be like somebody else, it doesn't work. And so that's what I ran into a lot in the beginning was, you know, some of that stuff. And then once I turned that off and really just started going, no, wait, how do I want this to be? How do I want to sound? What's my message? That's when things started to click. Hey, it's Danielle Kobo, and I'm jumping in real quick to thank you for listening to the Dream Job with Danielle Kobo podcast. If you're feeling undervalued, overwhelmed, want to gain clarity on how to level up in your career, and are feeling discouraged and frustrated at applying to jobs online with no results, I can support you. I've had several clients who have attracted their dream job without applying online and have significantly increased their earnings. I can support you by creating a clear career plan, developing your brand and amplifying your leadership voice, connecting with my network of over 160 recruiters, excel through the interview process and negotiate your offer letter. I encourage you and invite you to go to my website, www.daniellecobo.com and schedule your free career discovery call. I believe everyone has the power to step into their dream job and earn the income they are worth. I look forward to connecting with you today. It's interesting that you say that with putting the blinders on, because it, you know, whether you're an, an entrepreneur, because I also experienced the same thing, you know, I was mm-hmm. comparing myself to people like Tony Robbins or yeah. Simon. Oh, I did Pettig, that too. And, oh my gosh. You know, and here I was going, oh my gosh, why am I not having, you know, success or traction like they, like they are? Why am I not in this? I'm like, wait a minute. I had to take a step back and say in mm-hmm. three months in three months, I started my LLC. I built and designed my own website. I'm not a mm-hmm. website designer. I started a podcast. I've been a guest on several podcasts. I've, you know, published articles in like three to four short months. And so yeah. you really have to celebrate, you know, if you are in the entrepreneur, you really have to celebrate the milestones that you make because everybody, including yeah. the Tony Robbins and Simon Sinek started somewhere and yep. they also had to do that journey. And in addition, I would say you know, if you're look, if you're, if you're in corporate America and you want to take that next step and you want to level up your career and, you know, whether it's being in a leadership position or, you mm-hmm. know, a VP position, every one of those VPs has started somewhere. Yeah. You know, you, you can't compare yourself to somebody that's been doing it for five years and expect you to do it the same way they've learned and evolved and they continue to learn and evolve. And you're going to bring your own unique perspective and value. And there's, and, and your experience is going to bring value in itself. Yep. And you're like, I, I, I don't know where I got this one, but, um, your unique tone, your voice, your personality has a space in this world and it's, there's a purpose for it. And so you really, I know sometimes it's hard because we, you know, we social media and there's all kinds of stuff. There's all these distractions, but when you, when you try and change yourself to be like somebody else, like it just doesn't work. 
and you have to like, you have to, the, the way to get the promotion, the way to get to that next level, the way to get the management's position or the way to find the success in the business is by bringing your uniqueness to the role, to the job, to the career, to the, to the, to the, whatever it is. Um, and it's, it's taken me a long time to, to really embrace that. Um, and I think that that's, that comes with, um, age. Like I think as, you know, as I turn 40 into my forties, I'll, I'll be 46 this year. That's really become, uh, something that I've become more proud of is my own voice where I think in like my thirties and even into my late thirties, it's still about like trying to fit in, trying to be, you know, and I think that's, I think that happens to a lot of, I'm going to say women, I can't speak for the men so much, but I think for a lot of women, when we turn 40, it's like where we really start to see our own value. We really start to value our uniqueness and we stop caring so much about what other people think. And, um, and I think that's where I know for me, I think that's where a lot of career transitions happen. You know, we've raised our kids. We've, you know, our kids are older now. We have some more time to think about ourselves and, and, you know, really look at our own passions and what we really want. And, um, and that's where I know for me, that's where I started to really go, okay, wait a minute, do I really want to keep doing this or what do I really want? And allowing my uniqueness to come out and come to the table. I know that kind of took a couple twists and turns, but messaging is still, <laughs> that is, you know, and it's, you're so spot on with this. I remember I was working for this incredible woman and she stepped into a leadership position for the first time at 50 years old. Mm -hmm. And we were, I was really struggling as an, as an early, you know, in my earlier years of leading a team of going, I want to be liked, you know, it's, I want to be liked. I want to be liked. And, and I not only, you know, it was this, I think on the surface level, I was saying, I want to make an impact and I want to be a great leader. And I want to be known for being a great leader. I think deep down inside, I was having a lot of insecurities because I wanted to be liked. And Mm -hmm. she said exactly what you said was, as you get closer to your forties, you'll start to care. It's not that you don't care what people think, but you start to really own your own confidence and your self-worth. And you really start to be value who you are as a person. And I'm seeing that transition Mm -hmm. as I get to my forties, because I would say, you know, the things that I've shared on social media this past year, I've talked about, you know, losing my mom to suicide and being raised Mm -hmm. by a mother with bipolar disorder and my, you know, suffering from postpartum, all these deep, deep, dark kind Mm -hmm. of secrets that I've held in, I'm I'm sharing Mm -hmm. them. And you're right. It's as you approach, like you just become more confident in your own skin and who you are. Well, and I think you also realize that the things that like, I look at some of the things that I've gone through, like my financial situation and stuff like that. And I go, I didn't go through this just to harbor it inside and and make it this little secret that I have. I went through this because I learned something from this and I want other people to learn from what I went through. Like, I want to write a book about it someday. I want to, like, I want to share the experience because the reason I went through that was because I cared what other people thought. I, 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 we went into massive amounts of debt to try and put this lifestyle on to show like we were something, we were somebody. And at the end of the day, 
that I didn't, when, after we went through all that, what I learned was none of that. I didn't care about any of that stuff. I cared about making sure that I was doing work that I loved, that my kids were healthy, that we had, you know, great family life. And those were the things that were important to me. I mean, yeah, it's nice to have stuff and and all that stuff, but it it's that's secondary to all of those things. Once those things are fulfilled, you know, then I'll have the nice house and the nice, all the things. Right. So that, and, and that's what I want to share. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't care what people think about me and, and, and what I went through. People can have their opinions. That's fine. But it's a story that I, I want to share and, and help people, you know, through kind of things. So, yeah, I think that as we get older, um, we, we, we care less about that thing, but here's the, the, the caveat to all of this is that you will be more liked when you are yourself. Because people can feel fake energy when you're being, you know, when you're trying to be like somebody else or you're trying to fit in and do they, that energy comes across. So you'll actually have more authentic relationships and be more, you know, I don't want to say liked because it's not even about that, but you'll have those more authentic relationships with people when you are yourself fully. And I think when, you know, we talk a lot about you know, women and we were, you know, whether you're approaching your forties or you're in your forties mm-hmm. and that misconception that I think a lot of women believe is, you know, when they're looking to step into their next job and they're saying, well, no one's going to hire me because I'm, I'm too, mm-hmm. they're going to see me as too old or, mm-hmm. you know, I, they want to hire a younger and, and pay less and things along those lines. Let's really talk and open up the conversation about, mm-hmm the perceptions of ageism in, in whether you're in a corporate environment or whether you're mm-hmm. starting a business. Cause you know, sometimes we have that mindset of why well, I'm too old to start my own business. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Yeah, no. And I actually think that I, I wouldn't have been able to start the business that I have today in my twenties or thirties. Cause I, I just wouldn't have had the experience. I would have been able to handle like there's a lot of stuff that you got to do as a business owner, the books, the receipts, the taxes, the thing, I wouldn't have had the maturity for that. I, I barely sometimes have the maturity for it now. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's just so many things that I wouldn't have been able to handle at, at, at an earlier stage. And, and I think that there is, um, I know for me, I, I definitely needed to be in my forties before making this kind of switch because, uh, there was a maturity level. There was, um, you know, I had been through a lot of experiences, so I knew that I could, you know, kind of overcome some things like, you know, I'd been through a divorce. So I knew what it was like to have to go through something and come out the other side and pick yourself back up. And, you know, and so even those, those experiences, you know, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I've been through that. So I'll know I'll be able to start a business. Those things subconsciously set me up so that I could put myself out there. And if it didn't work, I knew that I could figure it out. You know, I just, I just knew that I had, you know, the ability to overcome things because I'd had that, you know, life experience. So, you know, I think that I don't, I I think that there's a, a lot of wisdom that comes with age and not even just from school and things that you've, programs and things like that, but just life experience in itself. You know, I, my husband who he's made a recent career transition, but when he was in his graphic design marketing career, um, you know, he spent 25 years as a graphic designer doing brand design. And he charged when he was doing that charged a lot of money for his, his brand designs. And when people would complain and say, well, that only takes you like a couple of hours or even, you know, even a day to do, like, how do you, how do you charge so much? She goes, it's taken me 25 years to learn how to do this in a day, 
you know, that's why I charge you. You're, you're not just paying for my two hours or three hours of creating your design. You're paying me for 25 years of experience to be able to do it in two hours. Right. So there's value in, in somebody who's had more experience. And, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't even sign up for that sort of mentality of thinking that just because I'm older, I can't do anything. I know people who have started businesses in their seventies. I'm actually working with a woman, a client right now. She's in her mid sixties and she's starting a nutrition online nutrition business. Like I just, I'm in awe of her all the time. Just like she's putting herself out there. She's designing her own website. She's doing her like, and it's amazing. And she's just in there doing it. And I just love it. I think it's, it's incredible. Uh, it's it's interesting you say this because the perfect timing. I, I rarely turn on the TV in the morning. I try not to have TV around yeah. um, with my kids unless it's really, you know, cartoons for them. And yeah. I was listening to the news and there's probably purpose as to why I turned it on this morning for our conversation. There was a woman who just graduated mm. from her bachelor's degree at 99 years old. Yes. I got, incredible. I mean, I have goosebumps even thinking about it just to, to say that she is like, I, I want to do this and I'm going to do this. And it doesn't matter age, something she wanted to accomplish in her life. Yep. And, and my father-in-law is doing the same thing. My father-in-law is, you know, is a retired, highly respected general surgeon. And right now he's getting his master's in, I, I don't know, it's like Christian studies or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, you know, he's an elder at the church and he's saying, this is what I want to do. It's never yep. too late to do what you want to do. And we really need to shift our mindset around uh-huh. age. And it's, you know, you're not 40 years old, you're 40 years young. Yeah. Like I would say, just don't even like age means nothing. And actually this it's in a great segue into the quantum leap strategy. The first part of the strategy is whatever you want to achieve age isn't even a thing, but whatever it is that you want to achieve, it must be a burning desire. If you have that burning desire, then that's, that initiates, that initiates your quantum leap that initiates so much towards you getting whatever it is you want, regardless of your age, regardless of your status, regardless of whether you have income or don't have income, regardless of your limitations. If you have a burning desire for something, then you are on the path to achieving it. Like it's, it's, that's when, when I made that transition from corporate to graphic or from, sorry, from a corporate graphic designer to network marketing, the reason I was able to accomplish so much so quickly in the first year of my business was because I had a burning desire because I was like, I am making this work. Once I understood that this business could get me out of my corporate job, I was like blinders on burning desire. I'm making this happen. I'm getting this promotion so I can get this income so that I can leave that job. And that's why that was one of the reasons why I was able to make that shift so quickly was because of the desire. So age means nothing. No, it it means nothing. You just got it. And and we're all young at heart and that experience is so valuable Mm -hmm. that we can bring. So let's talk, let's, let's kind of talk before we wrap up, what are the four stages of this quantum leap? Yeah. So the quantum leap strategy, uh, there's four steps and, and the first step to initiating a quantum leap is, is one is picking an aiming point, which is something that you're passionate about a burning desire. So, you know, people often pick goals, they'll pick a goal and they'll wonder why their goal isn't happening. And if you're looking at your goal right now and you think, okay, if everybody who's listening, you know, what's your goal this year, look at your goal, think about your goal. Is it something that you 
you've got that burning desire for, like you're almost obsessed with it. Tony Robbins says it all the time. Like you got to become obsessed over your goals. Uh, that's how you make those things happen. Because here's the thing. If you're not obsessed over your goal, if you don't have that burning desire to make it happen, then the first obstacle, the first roadblock, the first thing that doesn't work out, you're so willing to just kind of go, Oh, well that didn't work. Or I'll try it again next year. Or, you know, you just kind of like, meh, and so the burning desire has to be there. That's, that's one of the things there's, there's other pieces and parts to it, but that's pretty much the main thing. The other thing I will say when it comes to picking your goal, your goal has to be your goal. So oftentimes in careers, people will pick a career goal because their parents were a doctor or a lawyer or a thing, right. And their grandparents were, and so they feel they ought to, or they should be that same thing. And then they may become a doctor, they may become a lawyer, but they're not satisfied. They're, you know, they, they're not as successful as potentially they could be. Oftentimes you hear about people who are midway through law school and then they quit and then they become like an artist or a, you know, a rock star or something like that, because the goal was never theirs. And so you have to make sure that the goal is something that you want. And it's something that you really, really desire. And to be honest, I don't think you can have a burning desire for something unless it's something that you really, really want. So if you're going for that promotion in your business or that management role or whatever it is, or the, even the, the, if you're starting your own business, it's got to be that burning desire. So that's the first real big step is picking a goal that you are passionate about. Once you pick that goal, there's actually, so I actually reversed these steps. So when I was, when I was trained this, um, there's, uh, there's this mind work piece that you do. And then of course there's the action piece. And I was taught to do the action piece first and the mind work second, but I actually believe the mind work should come second because we've got to start getting our mindset set up for success, uh, or else I, we won't take the action, right? So the mind work piece is the second part of the strategy. And this is where you are starting to program your subconscious mind with your desire. So there's an actual quantum leap ritual that uh, I, I share and I'll share it on here as well. Um, it's basically a 15 minute ritual. I'll give you the long of the short of it. And it's really you uh, write out your goal. So one of the things I'm really big on and for everybody who's listening, here's a tip. You want to visualize your goal as if it's already accomplished. So if your goal is to have that management leadership position, how does your life change once you've achieved that goal? So let's say you've been in that management position for six months, you're getting that salary. What's changed? Do you have a new home? Do you, do you buy yourself a new car? Do you like, what do you have to live in a new city? What, what's changed? And so when you visualize, you don't visualize yourself getting to the goal. You visualize yourself from the goal achieved. And that puts your subconscious mind into a place of, oh, this is already happening. Oh, this has already happened. And your subconscious mind goes to work to match your reality to your vision. So the ritual is about setting up that programming for your subconscious. So you visualize yourself, you spend about 10, 15 minutes, you close your eyes, you visualize yourself almost like, like a little movie you're watching in your mind of you playing out the role of your goal. What's changed for you? What, what are you doing? What's your day like? You know, are you driving a new path to work or are you starting this new business and, you know, you're seeing yourself going into your home office or whatever it may be. And while you're visualizing that, you spend about 10, 15 minutes visualizing that. If 
and, and sometimes this happens and sometimes it doesn't. So it's a ritual. You do it every day. It's part of, it becomes a habit. Um, you write down any insights that come up when you're visualizing your goals. So when we do this visualization work, our subconscious mind, while we're quiet and sort of being in the feeling of our goal, will give us insights, answers to how to make that goal happen. So you might get an idea to do a TED talk, or you might get an idea to go ask somebody about a position opening, or you might get an idea to like, there's so many different things that have popped into my mind while doing this work. Um, so you listen at the same time while you're visualizing for any ideas, thoughts, things that pop into your mind and you write them down. And then those are action items. Those are things that you can act on. And so that brings us to step three, which is actually the pursuit of the goal. And so once you get into the pursuit part, really what it comes down to, and this is something I know you're great at, cause we've talked about this is you have to take action, but it's gotta be action. That's out of your comfort zone. When you're pursuing a quantum leap, you can't get to a, a new level in your life, a higher level doing the same things you've always done, right? Like the reason your career, when you talk about how you took that management role, the reason your career propelled so quickly, you made that huge quantum leap was because you, you said yes to something that was completely out of your comfort zone and you figured it out as you went. The thing with your goal, you can't possibly map out how you're going to get there. It's impossible. The only way the, the map reveals itself is by taking an action. You got to take an action and then the next step appears. And then you take the next action and the next step appears, right? Where oftentimes where people get tripped up when going after their goals is they wait until they have all the answers until they make a move or they wait until everything feels like it's all scheduled out and that, okay, I'm going to do this first and then I'm going to go do that. And then I'm going to do this. And that's going to lead me to this. But the thing is, is that when you do that step, you don't really know if it's going to lead you to that. It could lead you to something else. And you, you have to be open to those unexpected things that pop up and you've got to say yes to that. Um, so the pursuit part is really about taking moves that are out of your comfort zone. Um, how can you get to where you want to go quicker? right? Because taking small little easy moves that are comfortable are not going to get you there quicker. You've got to take moves that are out of your comfort zone. When I started my network marketing business, totally out of my comfort zone. I went from working behind a computer eight hours a day to standing in people's living rooms, giving skincare presentations, <laughs> like out of my comfort zone. But that's what propelled me to you know, forex my income and become a top leader and on all of those things. It was because I was doing new moves out of my comfort zone. Um, and then the fourth part of the strategy is, is all about accountability and tracking, right? We know we need accountability when it comes to wanting to, to make these goals happen. So, um, you know, having a coach, having a, an accountability partner, someone to, to help make sure that you're not drifting away from the actions, from the, you know, the mind work and that kind of stuff. Um, and then as well as I'm, um, you know, it's about tracking, you know, it's like, can you, if you, you know, for instance, we talked about you doing your Ted talk, it's like, okay, the first move is I'm going to book the date to, to do the work. The, then the second move and you're tracking your results, you know, like you've got this laid out and you're going, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And, you know, you're open to the unexpected, but you're tracking the results to see, okay, did that work? Did that not work? You know, do I need to make a new move? So it's more about the accountability, but yeah. And that's the strategy in a nutshell. 
I mean, that's a powerful strategy. There's so many, you know, bites of nuggets that you can take from each of those steps and really resonating as to how you can take that quantum leap into Mm -hmm. where you want the next step in your life to be. So Mm -hmm. where can, um, where can everybody find you? Cause you are such an, an inspiration to follow. Yes. Thank you. Um, and, and if people want the actual quantum leap ritual that I talked about, um, you can pick that up at my, it's janerecordcom forward slash leap. And it's a guide that gets you started on your aiming point. Plus I give you the quantum leap ritual that you can follow in that guide as well. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's an interesting way to go after your goals. It's not a typical, uh, goal setting strategy or goal achieving strategy. It does move you out of your comfort zone. It does get you getting you think thinking differently, uh, which is why I love it because it does it just brings it brings you what you want faster but you have to be willing to do the work and you know there's proof of it everywhere you've got proof of it I've got proof of it um so yeah so people can follow me I'm on Instagram I'm at uh, quantum leap queen on Instagram I love talking about how to achieve and and make it happen faster for you there uh, I'm also at shanarecker.com which is my website uh, I am on LinkedIn. I'm not as active on LinkedIn, but I am there as well. And of course on Facebook, I have a free Facebook community. It's quantum leap with Shana Recker. And I do free live training in there every other Tuesday. So lots of places and spaces to learn from me and um, yeah. And teach you more about how to make a quantum leap in your life. Well, I'll be including all of the links to find you in our show notes, and I will be downloading your quantum leap ritual and starting that this, you know, today, because I I believe that that's such a powerful ritual to start. And thank you so much for being a guest on today's podcast for the dream job with Danielle Kobo. I encourage you and our followers to hit subscribe so that you can make sure that you are receiving a notification every time an episode airs. If you loved what you heard, then, you know, write a comment, write a review. And if there's something specifically you want us to talk about on future episodes, direct message me. The goal of this podcast is to support and serve you in taking that next step into your dream job and earning the salary you're worth and living the life that you desire. So thank you so much for joining us. And I look forward to um, joining us again and linking arms on our next week's episode. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.